Hi, this is Dory, and welcome to this week's episode of Slice, the podcast that inspires you to be your most authentic self. So what I realized after the last season is I never gave an explanation of what authenticity is and what it means to me. And I kind of started laughing um, when I realized that because I never gave the why. And so what I wanted to do in this episode is to give you the why. So what's on my mind today is what is authenticity and what does it mean to me and why is it so important and what, like why is that my mission? So I hear a lot of people using the word authenticity in like casual conversations. It's like, oh, you got to be authentic. Oh, I'm so authentic. Oh, I was being my real self. And you know, when I hear their explanation or what they're trying to say, I realize that it's just become really pop. And there's a way that authenticity has just become like a blanket word for like a lot of different things. But I wanted to clarify what it means to me to be authentic. Authenticity is when you are not hiding from yourself. Authenticity does not mean that you have to share everything that's happening with you with somebody else. But what it does mean is that you need to know what is happening with you at your core, in your being. And that requires you to be really present and really mindful about what's happening with you. So those are two things that I really bring together is the mindfulness aspect and the authenticity piece. Because what it is, is it's knowing exactly where you are in the moment, how you're feeling, what your experience is for you, and then you get to make a choice on what you want to do about it. Do you want to speak up to somebody about it? Do you want to share it with somebody? What you do with it is not as important as knowing what it is for you and where you are at. I really believe that the place of knowing exactly where you're at, being present in your body, in that moment, getting connected to yourself is your superpower. One of the things that happens to all of us, actually, is that we we all start off this way, by the way. We all start off authentic. We all start off mindful and present. And along the way in our life, through childhood, we start getting messages, social messages, messages from our parents, our environment, teachers, babysitters, grandparents, whoever it is, we start getting messages that tell us, don't be like that. Don't do that. And we don't know often why that's happening, but that is one of the things that happens. So when you're a kid and you're super excited and you're happy about something and somebody's like, quiet down, what are you doing? You know, shut up, sit down, don't make a word. And you're thinking, okay, the rule I'm being told is that, but the feeling in me is that I'm super excited and I'm having fun, and there's a, but there's a messaging there that you can't do that. So in that moment, you're getting told, do not be yourself, right? Now, we all need those messages to actually go from childhood to adulthood because there's a lot of ways. Obviously, we can't all just be acting like children into our adulthood. And we do need rules and we do need structure. But what happens is if we get enough messages from the time we're born until our adulthood that tell us do not be yourself in whatever way that is, we start to not be ourselves in that way. We start to 
put that part of us away. We start to protect that part of us. And we start to adapt to the things that, the ways that become more acceptable. And when we do that, we're no longer really being ourselves. Um, And I'm not talking about following the rules. Like, you know, like, I'm not talking about the places that, that are obvious. Like, oh, if I just, you know, of course, like you can't put your hand in the fire. And that's a good thing, of course, to learn that you shouldn't put your hand in the fire. I'm not talking about those logical things. I'm talking about the part of us that is excited, the part of us that is just raw and natural and um, in full passion and just in full excitement for life and whatever's happening in that moment. And that's the part that gets shut down. How about this? If I just pull out some stereotypes as examples, let's say a boy who goes crying to his dad and his dad says, suck it up. Don't be a pussy. Get, just get out there. Boys don't cry. Or a girl who wants to ride a motorcycle or who's more like a tomboy and her parents are like, what are you talking about? Girls don't do that. Girls don't ride motorcycles. Girls don't, girls don't play in the mud like that. And as kids, we're going like inside. We're like, well, I, I am that way though, but I do want these things, right? As kids, we don't even know where it's going to go. And as parents, they don't know where it's going to go. But when the messaging is to shut it down, enough of that messaging does shut us down and we put away that part of ourselves or we protect ourselves. That becomes a part of us that's adaptive. And what we do is we learn how to create coping mechanisms out of those places in ourselves. And those coping mechanisms range from so many different things. They could be, you know, abusing alcohol or drugs or sex, being a workaholic, avoiding intimacy, you know, humor could be a coping mechanism. I mean, the list goes on. There could be so many reasons. But anyway, the whole point of it is this, is that when we're children, when we're kids, we start off as these pure little people, and we are just who we are. Some of us get more influence to be more of who we are. You know, we we get a little luckier. Um, or there's some people that you know, really support us and who we are. And so that just gets to evolve. And you can kind of notice and recognize those people um, because there is a confidence about them. There's a confidence that you can see because they're not going away from themselves. But most people and most of the messaging in our society goes against ourselves. That's the beginning of the breakdown of authenticity. And then what happens is, is that we develop the part of us that comes forward in the world, you know, the adult who's going to come forward now. And we come forward as this person who probably is the most acceptable version that we can come up with from ourselves. And, and that doesn't mean our ideal version. That doesn't mean the person that we really want to be. It's just the best version that we can come up with, with what we have. And usually with what we have and still hiding our true authentic self. So what happens when we're doing that is when we are hiding ourselves, it creates anxiety. And then that anxiety just keeps building because we don't know what's happening inside of us. We just know that we're super anxious. 
and we're super anxious because there's like a whole layer, like there's a whole layer in front of our authentic self, of our real self, of like really who we are that we're operating from, right? What I found in over 25 years of being a therapist and a healer is that that layer is the layer that we have to break through to get to our real self, to get to our authentic self, to get to the part of us that we know is really us, right? And a lot of times what's happening is that when people are even going to get help or they're trying to work on themselves, they're just working from that layer. They're not getting beyond it. And I think that most diagnosis stem from that place. Because if many people are operating from this other part of them, this facade part of them, right? That's where the diagnosis comes in. That's where the, the dis-ease comes in because they're not in themselves. So what I like to help people do is to get behind that part of them, to really, really get behind that part of them and to get into who they really are and what they're really, really about. And it's okay that they have that facade because there's a lot of that that's worked for them. So that's fine. They can, they can have that and that's what helped them operate in the world and maybe has helped them to become very successful. So that's fine. However, the person behind that facade is really you and that other part is you too but this is like you you (laughs) you know this is the you that has all the feelings that is a part of you before people told you what to do what not to do how to be what the right way to be and you know all the ways we get approval you know we get approval by doing what people like not what people don't like that's how we kind of learn to be in the world So it's getting behind that part of you. So that's why somebody could often, and I see this so much, is like somebody could be so successful. They can have an amazing career, make a ton of money, have everything they want, have the house, the car, the vacations, the husband, the wife, the children, the dogs, you know, all of it, all those things, like the, the, you know, the American dream life and be absolutely miserable filled with anxiety, filled with anxiety, going to psychiatrists and they're putting them on medication, going into therapy and nothing is changing, right? Well, it's not going to change. It doesn't change when you operate from the outside system. We have to get inside ourselves. We have to get behind it. Behind it is where the authenticity lies. The way we do that is by getting mindful and present and connected to ourselves. And once we get there, then we know what to do. And the key to this isn't that you are so, you know, it's not it's not about getting so in touch with yourself that you're just telling everybody everything that's on your mind and you're super vulnerable in that way and you're, you know, you're exposing yourself all over the place. That is not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is you getting square with yourself. I'm talking about when you get behind that facade or that part of you that operates in the world and you get really connected to yourself that's where your superpower lies and then from there you get to make choices 
for yourself that are really, really aligned with yourself. And even if that choice, when you're in that place and you're, when you're connected to yourself and you are grounded and present and square, and even that from that place, if you make the decision to not do anything different, let's say on the outside, outside operating system, that's fine. You're going to be totally fine with it. You're going to be totally cool because you know where you stand. And that's why it's not always about expressing it to other people or sharing it with other people, but it's really important for you to know. That's where the superpower lies, in my opinion. I like to say live your life to be empowered, be proactive. If you ever feel like a victim or have experienced somebody who always acts like a victim, that experience is somebody not being in themselves. Because when we know, when we are connected to ourselves and we are operating from that place, it's impossible to be a victim. It's impossible. It's even impossible to have that energy of a victim because we are in choice. So even if it's something that totally sucks and you don't want to do it and it's the worst thing in the whole wide world and the the person you go out in the world as says, this sucks, I don't want to do it, when you get square with yourself, right, and you get in touch with yourself and present, the present moment might show up as, whoa, I don't feel aligned with this, or this doesn't feel good, or wow, I really didn't want to work this weekend, and I, in order for me to finish that project at work, I've got to do that. Or if I don't do it, I'm going to lose my job, and I don't want to lose my job. I'm not ready to give up my job, right? So I'm going to make a choice to do what I have to do to keep my job. That's not a victim. That's a choice, right? I'm feeling taken for granted. I don't think I get paid enough. I don't think they treat me well enough. I'd like to be promoted. And that hasn't happened yet. And I feel disappointed about it. I feel discouraged about it. And right now, in this moment, I don't know what to do about it. So what do I want to do? What do I want to do? Right? I feel really bummed out. I feel discouraged. I feel sad. I feel like a loser. Okay, but what do I have? What what is it? What choice do I want to make, even though I have these feelings? You know, I don't want to lose my job. I want to keep going. So this is the choice I'm going to make. An empowered place, an empowered position. It's a proactive position, right? It doesn't change. It doesn't change the circumstance. It doesn't change what you're going to do, but it changes everything about how you go into it. It changes everything about how you feel about it. It changes everything about the attitude and the energy that you're going to have around it. And most of all, you're in choice. You're not in victim. That's what authenticity does. And that's super powerful. When you live out of authenticity and, and mindfulness and presence, it increases your self-esteem. It decreases your anxiety. And I really believe it gives you more quality of life and joy and happiness.
and purpose, actually. With that said, I think I made my point. My mission is to cultivate love, cultivate intimacy, cultivate connection by teaching people how to be authentic and be mindful and present in their body. And in that place, you're inviting spirit in, you're co-creating with the universe, and you're actually, you know, the secret mission of all of this, I suppose, is you're you're, you're co-creating, you're not only co-creating with the universe, you're co-creating with everyone around you. Every time you make a choice to drop into this place and get real and get square and be present, you're cultivating love. And every time you cultivate love, intimacy, and connection, that is contagious. And everyone around you gets it. And that elevates everyone, not just yourself, but everyone around you. It's important to remember that you know, you don't do it for the everybody thing, right? But you got to know that it does help everybody. And yeah, and that's my mission. That's what I feel called to do. Because from authenticity, you can rise to the highest good, the highest spiritual place, and the highest possibility. So with that said, as I told you before, we, you know, we, we got a lot of feedback and suggestions and um, one thing that everybody wanted to hear more about was forgiveness. So Natalie Kustrick and I decided to do a little mini series on forgiveness. I hope you enjoy it. One of the cool things along the way was that on one of the episodes, my 10-year-old daughter walked in and ended up joining us impromptu. Um, so we actually got to do a talk with her and you'll get to hear kind of the difference of what it's like, you know, if you're listening as an adult, like how a 10-year-old sees it. And that 10-year-old is actually, it's the you before you were you, right? It's that pure part of us that we all had before we were kind of shut down in all those places. And hopefully that'll inspire you to open up in yourself and remember that part of yourself and be authentic. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you enjoy this mini-series. Thanks for listening. Ciao for now.